Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast on the whole internet. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful night to podcast. Way We're starting later than normal, but honestly, because... We kind of are jumping right into this. There was no like bullshitting or like bantering. <laughs> so we usually start kind of around this time anyways, but there's like 40, 40 minutes of us catching up with each other that hasn't happened. So beware, people. This may be a wild episode. We don't know. And we, we really don't even know it until we're halfway through and we get through that first part. And then it's like, yo, what's up with life? But... Before we get any further, because I have quite a few shout outs and I, we have we have uh, Patreon members a shout out. We have uh, reviews to read. I've got Instagram people to shout out. But make sure you do go find us www.patreon.com slash Gray's Academy pod. Go to Instagram and find us at Gray's Academy pod. We're on TikTok at Gray's Academy pod. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you can follow me at Carmen.Gabriel.Official. You can follow Kelsey at Chaotically Kelsey. And you could send us an email to Kelsey, not me. So if there's spoilies out there, you don't need to worry about it. To Pod at gmail.com. And then also hit that like, subscribe, five-star review button. Type us out some nice words. We always love the kind words. At the end of the day, we're not just stars or celebrities. We're people. You know, we're people first. Celebrities second, people first. <laughs> Celebrities, unfortunately, not high enough on the list. We are, so there's A-listers, right, where we would include the likes Q. of... Uh, we're Q-listers. No, we're... Yes. We're F-listers. So stupid. Okay. <laughs> do, what, I, what do you think makes someone an A-list? Uh, I didn't say that we're an no, A-list. No, no, I'm just celebrity. asking. A-list is is top of the top. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He walks into a room. He can get any offer for any movie he wants. Okay? A-list. See, for me, it's name recognition. It's not about quality of the person, not about quality of the things they create. Name recognition. If I go to, like, my grandparents and I say a name and they absolutely know who it is, even if they don't, like, know their body of work but they know the name, A-list. Okay. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. Your grandparents know The Rock. Probably, yes. So we're saying the same thing. Well, saying that The Rock is A-list is yes, but that's not, that was not how you got to him being (laughs) A-list. I almost just spat out my water. I just don't know why you think of it. God. What? That we're celebrities? We are celebrities. Your head is so huge. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. It's absolutely impossible. (laughs) <laughs> that you live in the same reality as me. Listen, we are living in Shondaland and we are I A-listers would love to be in living Shondaland. In Shondaland. <laughs> Do you not get the same uh, invites to star in future feature length films that I do? I get my inbox is blowing up. If you did, you would do them because your ego is huge. And you I have not been be filming nonstop. No I can't. I have many NDAs that I have signed. And I can't tell I you about these, these projects to you guys. How much an NDA would not matter to Carmen. Uh, actually, I actually do have 
two NDAs that I'm currently signed in on that I refuse to. I to actually am pretty confident NDAs have like minimal legal water, but I could be wrong. They they really do. Um, also, like when you uh, file. Or, like, if you get laid off from a company and they give you a severance and they're basically like, sign this and don't shit talk us, there's really nothing that they can do. It's just a scare tactic. So, yeah, when it's about people, like when celebrities sleep with people and they're like, sign this NDA, they really can't do anything if you tell other people that you slept with them. And that Maybe is with why. Maybe like, yes, a company, like, you can't go out and, like, you know, insider trading. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, those are the two that I have right now insider trading. Um, and sleeping no. with celebrities. Yep. Those, <laughs> Those are the ones that I have. Yeah. I sleep with a lot of celebrities. That's how I'm on the F list. The fuck list. Mm, yeah. Okay. I told someone that Sydney Sweeney is one of my tops the other day and they were like, oh, I'm shocked. And I was like, calm down. It's okay to acknowledge and people are attractive men and women and non-binary. Okay. It's fine. There are plenty of times that people have told me who the guys on their lists are. And I'm like, oh, t- yes, totally. I hear you. Was this but a she female? Said it, it was. But she said it like mean. She mm, was like. Remind me to tell you why she probably said it mean off of air. Mm, oh, is Sydney Sweeney not a good person? I am not. I don't think that. But there was a, a touch of controversy. Oh, no. Can Wait, can you just educate it. me on this? Because I don't know. I don't know the, the controversy. Well, is it? first of all, there was the whole her and Glenn Powell may have been cheating on their significant others when they filmed that movie, whatever oh, that new movie came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also very attractive. But then uh, I will say a lot of people were trying to cancel her because like her family is MAGA, but like we both have family that are MAGA. Like it's beyond control sometimes guys. Like, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unfortunately I cannot like give them all lobotomies. <laughs> yeah. We can give ourselves lobotomies to forget about it, but It'll come up in conversation again at some point. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Anyways, All right. Hey, I don't uh, know. She's wanna... like 22. She's. Yeah. Everyone's what did just I say easy. she was 26? She's a. I don't know. She's an infant. So we should talk through. I know we have a couple of new Patreon patrons. Do you mm-hmm. want to shout them out? And I've got some. Uh... I think we just have one. You always want it to be multiple, but I think it's just one. No, I think there's two because I don't think we shouted both out last time. Also, oh. there's a couple of... You're right. There's two. Yeah, there's two. <laughs> it's just been... Because we're recording later than my time is... My days are off. Also, because today doesn't exist because it's leap day. Leap, it's leap really, day. You know, also, every leap year is an election year. Did you know that? I did. Thank you so much for telling <laughs> me, though. Um, <laughs> this whole week has been confusing to me because we took Tuesday off and went to the zoo with the kids. So then I thought Wednesday was Monday. It's, I'm very confused this whole week. Yeah. Um, also, I went to the doctor today and they took a lot of my blood. So I don't Ooh. think my brain is functioning at its normal level. Did you make sure to eat a cookie? Um, no, I actually had an energy bar like seven minutes before they took my blood because I was like, I don't want to pass out. I've never passed out from taking, having my blood taken, but I don't want to start. So, okay. So first, uh, new Patreon, Laura Graham. Heyo. Heyo. I want to say, yes, she is from the UK. Ah, UK. UK. Um, and then the other one is, I'm so sorry if I say this wrong. 
Lakendra. Lakendra, shout out. So you know, I want to give a special shout out to Lakendra. Okay. Because she agrees with me on Patreon. She said that there is definitely a difference between pre and post marriage decision making. So Lakendra, shout out to you. That anyone agreed with you on that? (laughs) It's not, not at all. See, we have rational, high level brains. Um, and then Marie, I was chatting with on email and that was nice. And then, um, sorry, podcast, John diamond. You should have had an energy bar after giving the blood too. one before (laughs) one after. sent me a really delightful message because she just got to the episode where we mentioned her and she was very excited. And she said it came at a good time because she had a horrible day at work and she got in the car to go home. And then she heard it and it made her whole time, her whole day turn around. Look and then that. we, and then she told me her husband's name is Iggy. So we can shout out Iggy as well. Diamond and Iggy, because um, she, he also listens. Um, yes. Iggy. So she made him come out to her car and listen to it again. That's um, dope. So I just wanted to give them another, I know we've mentioned them again since the first time, but then when they get to this one, they'll be. Yes. They'll be excited again, hopefully. But it just made me smile so big. The she was just so excited, and I said, "It's so it makes me so happy that people like the pod enough to get that excited when they listen." That's like <laughs> why we do the show, and like it's just so yeah. cool to like hear, especially also like when if someone says like, "Oh, you know, I wasn't having a great day," which like obviously I don't love that you're not having a great day, but I love that we I can do. help <laughs> that we can help be the thing that turns around a bad day for you guys, right? Um, and then, wait, hold on. I had something else. Another one that was Foony. Hey, Clara, if you're listening, sorry, this is a long intro. Uh, (laughs) my bad. Oh, Brianna Brianna was listening in the grocery store and she had her AirPods in and, uh, you said, I'm so good at this. And I go, you didn't even remember Katie Bryce. And she out loud in line at the grocery so- store said, or penis fish. <laughs> Wait, didn't someone say they also said penis pish in their yeah, regular conversation? Yeah, some, uh, no, someone was listening in the car and we said yeah. penis fish like 68 times and their kids were in the car. Um, oh, t- oh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is... Not- Wait, hold on. I actually don't feel bad. This is not a show that you... No, no. She you said probably- they had headphones on, and, um, oh. and but she still thought it was funny. Um, and then oh, she said goodness. also that um, every time she burps, she thinks, podcast burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are going to start saying that for their yawns now, too. Oh, podcast yawn. I do have a lot of those. Wait, speaking of fuck. Okay. Whew. Any well, more shout outs? I- <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> well, it's fucking very it's late. late. Carmen, it's late. You've done a yes, poor job. Late. In also, in my defense, though, no one needs your defense. I know what you. Okay. I know why this happened. Why? What do you? Because mean? I talked to your wife. Okay. We were at the farm. Did I say any lies? Any in in factual? Non-factual. No, you just left facts? out the part of the information when you just did a poor job with your time. Okay, hold on. But I mentioned that I had poor time time management and apologized before even going to the farm. I gave Jessica an out, and she said, "No, go to the farm." No, so really, yeah, this is Jessica's no, no. fault. It's okay. First of all, <laughs> I was. I have some shout outs. <laughs> 
It's okay though. I, I, I did tell Jessica and also ask her this because if she denies it, I may have to get a divorce. But I said, Jessica, I recognize that we are in the situation because of my time management. And I want to say, I am sorry. No, she did say that she, she was only annoyed and not angry because you actually approached it as the, as recognition of your, of your problems. Yes. So anyways, I want to shout out to a couple people. So number one, Charlie. Uh, I'm not going to share the rest of the, uh, the Instagram name or last name or anything like that, but, um, it's, uh, it's also his first time watching the show too. And, uh, so they, they're pacing our, uh, himself to, to watch one episode a week with us. So that is so exciting. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and he appreciates the off topic conversations. So Charlie, we are going to wow, dedicate it's like the anti Clara. <laughs> <laughs> We're, you should, you should write a five star review saying how much you love the tangents that this podcast has and say you would like it a lot less if they stuck to <laughs> a routine. Um, anyways, just kidding. You don't have to say that part, but we do love you. And thank you for uh, listening. Uh, also want to shout out Chris, uh, had started listening to us a while back. Uh, you know who you are. You sent me a very funny, uh, uh, Instagram reel. I love when I get reels from people also. They're just, they're, they're the best. Um, I send you wanna, a lot. Sometimes I, I know I'm you. behind. I am I behind. Know. No, no, I'm, I'm very behind right now. I've got, it's, uh, I'm four plus for like 30 people right now because apparently they only go to four and everything above that is four plus. Um, but also I'm going to go ahead and do a quick, um, uh, uh, one one dad joke from Renee here because I know she'll be mad if I if she sends me all of these messages which are great do not stop sending me them by the way uh, but if I didn't give at least one she'd be mad what did baby corn say to mama corn where's popcorn uh, <laughs> I was like Jimmy crack corn <laughs> I can't that's that was good that was a good that would have been a good guess. Uh, and then we have two five-star reviews that we need to read here live what? on air. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. You guys are great. We love you guys. Wait. Oh, for a second, I was like, did Clara remove her review? Oh my I God. didn't see it at first. I would be so sad if Clara's review left. <laughs> did we ever read Claire's uh, review? Yes. We did. Are you sure? Claire, no. Claire, not Clara. Okay. All right. So then we got three Claire, uh, five stars. Absolutely iconic is the title. I love this podcast so much. I binge the whole thing in a month and love being caught up except now waiting on weekly updates. You guys are incredible. Your dynamic and banter, even just chatting about non gray stuff is amazing. And I love listening. <laughs> It always feels. I love it when people have our back. <laughs> it always feels like listening to my friends chat, and I feel like I gained two new amazing friends by listening to this. Keep what you're doing. Love you guys. We love you too. Uh, and then here is uh, a five star review: Grey's Anatomy newbie from TWA Tim. I'm watching Grey's Anatomy for the first time, and I've been listening faithfully to each podcast episode after watching the TV episodes. Kelsey and Carmen are the absolute best. I love their chemistry and their insights and commentary on each GA episode. Our Top notch. As a Grey's Anatomy newbie, I can definitely identify with Carmen's viewpoints. I love his predictions, and I super appreciate Kelsey's deep knowledge of the show and her ability to keep the spoilies away. I'm currently midway through season two, and I'm definitely planning to watch every Grey's Anatomy episode and listen to every Grey's, Anat Grey's Academy podcast episode. You guys rock. And then lastly... And then we should probably start talking about the episode, I guess. But I have uh, other things to tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> This is going to be a three-hour episode. Uh, this one's from Bree 2006. 
Uh, title makes my week five stars. This podcast is absolutely wonderful. I found it in May 2023, and I feel like I am part of a wonderful podcast world. Kelsey and Carmen are absolutely hilarious, and I have fantastic and they have, have fantastic banter that makes me laugh loudly in my car. I've been a big Gray's friend since season six and have rewatched many times. I look forward to Thursdays so I can listen to the next episode. If you like Gray's, you should listen and join the Patreon and the Discord and join the fun. Also, Bree, I know who you are now. This makes sense. Uh, so we love you. We do love you're you're one of the OGs. I think it's yeah for sure. Anyways, um, that's all I got. You have more things to add. No, I just was gonna say I've consumed so much media since we last spoke because I watched the entire first season of The Bear. Did you watch that? Uh, no, but people tell me I need to because there's a guy named Carmen in the show, right? It's the main guy. First, yeah. people have also been telling me to watch it for a really long time, and I didn't, and then I did. And I was like, no one was specific about why you should watch it. They're just like, oh, it's good. And I knew it was about a restaurant. Here's specifically why you need to watch it. The because main man is named Carmen. Yes, they're all yes. very Italian and it's in Chicago. Yeah, I know. It's the guy who looks like young Willy Wonka, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Young Gene Wilder. Okay, so it's Jeremy Allen White, first of all. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his Calvin Klein ad. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> I have not. Hmm. He is. He's blessed. Oh, um, let me look now. Let me look now. What's his name? Jeremy Allen White. I also watched Wonka. So that's why it threw me off that you said he looks like young Gene Wilder because he does. But I also thought that Timothy Chalamet, there were times in that movie where I was like, damn, he really looks like a young Gene Wilder. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's good. When you said that, it kind of threw me off. I feel like I'm looking at a picture of myself here. Mm-mm. Just wait till he takes his pants off. No, I see. Yeah, it looks like it looks like me. Wait, he doesn't cleaner. go full. Yeah, it's it's at least it's half the size of mine. No, it's not. You're right. I was it's trying to be nice. It's like a third. Of, it's triple the size of your wiener. Okay. <laughs> if First people are off, listening to this, they are so confused by our relationship. I've never seen Garmin's wiener. Yeah, it's that. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I can't say the things that I actually want I to on the off I chance. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's not. It's nothing bad. We've never in, like infidelity. <laughs> <These people. laughs> if anything, it was consensual approval from our, from her husband. <laughs> Please stop. We have not ever done anything sexual. Carmen is being so vaguely misleading. But stop. okay, <laughs> okay, dang. Let me just drink my Grey's Anatomy tumbler. My Grey's Academy tumbler. Oh God, it's just so bad. Oh okay. gosh, Anyways, that's I funny also, though. I Make this a real new Mean Girls. I told you not to say that. <laughs> okay, it's not actually going to be a real. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm mortified. Okay, okay, well, it's been 20 minutes. I guess we can talk about the episode now. Wait, there's a new Mean Girls, the musical. Oh, I don't. It's so it like good. Le- legally blonde, the musical. I liked the music. Like I saw the musical. Like I saw the stage musical on tour when we lived in Florida and it was very good. So I was already familiar with the musical. So that's why I wanted to watch it. Got it. It's not just a remake of the movie. It is a filmed version of the musical. It's very Hmm. good. The girl who play, who voices Moana is Janice, the character Uh Janice. So she does a very good job. Uh, Okay. I love it. This sounds great. You know, they're making a live action Moana. 
yes, where I Moana is played by Janice from Friends. Is it Janice or Janet? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is episode 116 overall. It is the 14th episode of the sixth season. Now, I thought it was funny that it's the 14th episode... And it's a Valentine's Day episode, and Valentine's oh. is February 14th. Oh. Um, I was also originally excited because I thought this was going to be the week after Valentine's Day that this came out, but then we had the private practice episode, so it bumped it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, this episode is called Valentine's Day Massacre, and that's a song. It is a song. See how we're talking about the show now? So this song is uh, by the band Rustic Overtones. The the song itself did not ever chart or really have a ton of information on it, but it is off of the album Viva Nueva, which is the fourth album by Rustic Overtones, and it was released in 2001, uh, which, and then they broke up. It, it says it's highly publicized, but I couldn't find a ton about it. Uh, so maybe I'll have to do some digging later, but uh, they had a really tough breakup. Uh, fourth album, uh, again, sorry, June 5th, 2001. And, uh, it, uh, never, never charted. It never really did anything, but it did have a special guest, uh, funk master flex, uh, Imogene heap, which is the, which was, uh, 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 the feature on this particular song and David Bowie. Wait, how do you say it? How do you say? I said Imogene heap, but maybe Imogen. I think it's pretty Imogen Imogen heap Imogen that's who um do you remember the Jason Derulo song nope um where she's like I'm a Barbie girl that's not Jason Derulo no (laughs) um do you remember in the OC when they shoot then it's like also no why are you using the two oh yes yeah bitch you do know I only know that song from SNL though that's her yeah, that is actually I mean, a really funny skit. That's making one fun of, of the OC. Oh, that's, see, I, I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. that. Yes. I was explaining the Californians to someone who lives in California, and California. they've never seen those SNL uh, skits. California. Ew, what are you doing Can here? God, I'm talented. Okay, let's keep going. That's why we're F-listers. What about the Imogen Heap? So wait, hold on. This song, I want you guys to know, it's it's a one. If I could give it less than one, I would. It's oh, I didn't wow. like it. Uh, one out of five. But the band broke up, so they're. I mean, unless they have a, a reunion anytime soon. Um, although I'm shocked. I was shocked when this band had a feature from David Bowie. So you know, rest in peace, rest in power, King. That's all I got. Take it away. Okay. This what episode, you say? <clears throat> this episode aired February 11th, 2010. Um, written by William Harper, directed by Stephen Craig. 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 Um, to air, ooh, excuse me, I had a cold chill there. 12.74 million views. And nice. I need you to fill for time because I do not have Netflix open yet. <laughs> that is on me. Well, that's okay. And I appreciate 
even though you didn't say I'm sorry, I can tell that you're sorry. I can tell you're I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to our listeners. I'm oh, not sorry to you. But not to me. So let me go ahead and tell you guys about the vague story that... Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. In okay, all seriousness, though, it. do you want to... Well, well, I want to shout out Janisha because we she was uh, we did a contest for our Patreon oh, yeah. listeners. And uh, uh, it was for one of these beautiful Grays... Oh, fuck. One of these Grays Academy tumblers that we have here, um, which they're amazing. And... Uh, she won it was all by random and she she literally she was grinding with that she was she was like i'm getting this fucking tumbler she had half of the entries for the contest all were all were from her so shout out it's incredible um, um okay the netflix synopsis for this i one wasn't is, un, i wasn't talking i was in the middle of really have <laughs> you ever been done talking in your life uh no, I, how much time we do we have to answer that oh yeah it's Valentine's Day, and the doctors must treat dozens of injured people after the roof collapses at a romantic restaurant. I'd say that's pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. Might be the most accurate one so far, honestly. Dozens of people, but you will meet four. Actually, it's, yeah, we only really meet three of them, I think. I was really expecting, because I, um looked up Shondaland before and in my head I remember there being like a trillion patients because I remember they were like oh it's such a big deal because like this roof collapse there are so many patients and I was like we only met three of these people so it's like on the IMDB page and I was like this has to be wrong like where are the rest well, of the people we we met but, three but I we mean, have there was four. chaos yeah there was chaos there was chaos but we like met three versus Did like ever- the ferry boat yeah, yeah, that was a lot of people. Did you ever watch the TV show Sirens? No. It was a comedy. I think it took place in Chicago, but the it, it came across uh, a, a reel came across my timeline today, and it was a guy that um, had a rebar fell out of a building, and he was just standing there talking to them, and they're like, "Sir, we need you to not move." And he's like, "Ah, oh, it was fine. It's blah blah blah." And anyways, I don't know why that popped in my head, but it was traumatic, and uh, this is traumatic. A restaurant. On Valentine's Day collapses. This is also the quickest title card we've ever gotten ever. Like a really? minute and eight seconds, I think. Wow, that is quick. I did not yeah. look at the time on it. Um, okay. Let us start with Lexi. Yes. Tell me what you think about Lexi's blonde hair. Love it. So hot. And I usually <laughs> don't. I I don't usually prefer blonde over brunette, but I think she looks better as a blonde. I was mildly offended when Mark was like, "You're a brunette" as an insult. Yeah, I love that. I was yeah, like, well, Mark. First of all, you dated her when she was a brunette, so you can keep that bullshit to yourself. Yeah, Second dude. Of all, I am fun. I am a you're, badass. You're okay? kind of a loser. loser yeah, turd. But I'm also a fun face. badass. At the that's same fair. Time. That's fair. Actually, yeah, <laughs> you are. Um, so, and I'm brunette, so that was offensive, Mark, and I didn't love it. However, I love when he goes to hit on her and she turns around and he, ah! <laughs> as soon as he goes and he walks up, I was like, that's fucking Lexi. Like that. I know that that's going to be Lexi. There's yeah. no spoiler here. I know that's, that's Lexi. <laughs> Uh, but it is funny because she's like, you, you came to me and he's like, no, I didn't. I, uh, nope. <laughs> Never <laughs> I happened. I love when he actually screams in fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting, interesting episode for Mark. Mm. Because I really want to root for him. 
And I really want to see him succeed and like be daddy, daddy Mark Sloan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that that's a very interesting storyline. But then also he does. I still am like, dude, just fucking apologize to Lexi. Can you just like, please say something nice to her? And also, is he spreading the rumor that she got dumped? No, because multiple people have brought it up now. I don't think he's spreading it because remember, he kept yelling about how she dumped him and he was mad about it. Um, I think it's more just like her, how sad she is. People assume that he did it because it's clear that she didn't want them to not be together, Mm -hmm. but she did have to break up with him because it didn't make sense for them to be together because he was not doing a good job being with her. He was doing a good job doing what he needed to do. Yeah. But he was not prioritizing their relationship in his decision-making processes. Correct. Um, also it definitely is like a trope of, you know, Oh, when a girl goes through a breakup, she dyes her hair. And I do think the assumption is normally when the girl is broken up with, she dyes her hair. Mm. Um, but I don't know for sure, but I feel like it's tropey. Like, Oh, go through a breakup, do a big haircut or a big, like dye your hair, whatever. Yeah. I dyed my hair. I dyed only the end of my hair. Mm. So it wasn't that bad of a breakup. When it was when I broke up with Disney. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When the world shut down, they were like, "Mm, you've got two, two weeks off. I'm like, Oh great. I'll just dye the end of my hair. Temporary dye. And then by the time I go back to work, it'll be gone. And then I didn't go back to work. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Good times. They've been calling you. They said, we've been missing you. And they're like, man, she just doesn't come into her scheduled shift. It's the so weirdest true. thing. I don't. I'm on my 282nd no show. <laughs> no call, no show. Well, if they can't ever get a hold of you in person to give you that uh, that thing, you're still employed there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if only. Um, I remember that. I remember everyone going through and saying, I'm going to paint my nails. Oh yeah, my nails hot, sparkly pink, and I'm gonna. Of course, they changed that rule now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even. You're not even allowed to have nails now. Yeah, you don't. Nobody there has fingers anymore. No fingers, no nails, no hair, no hands, no hair, no, no people. It's all. It's a <laughs> it's small world. AI. Animatronics walking around. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Let's talk about Mark. Yeah. Let's start there. After um, a message from these regional sponsors. Jesus Christ. <laughs> One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. 
That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we're back. We're ready to talk about an episode. I'm so sorry, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I apologize. All right. Focus. Um, Focus, Carmen. This is Focus, Carmen. Okay. So Sloan's back. Well, Mark tells Callie, like, oh, I built a crib, but it's like, it's a wobbly. Can you come over and help me fix it? Because I want to make sure that it's ready for the baby. Sorry. Um, And Callie's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, good job. And then he goes and hits on Lexi on Lexi and then Sloan comes back wait hold on we gotta we gotta talk about the retort that Cal or uh, what's her what's her face Lexi gives him she goes you're pathetic and hypocritical and slutty those are correct in yeah. terms for this specific scenario <laughs> yeah blondes are in either badass opinion. or fun and you are a brunette and I'm like dude shut up hateful mark Hateful. You know I love Mark, but that's hateful. No. Um, so Sloane comes back. Callie finds her, and she's like, oh, can someone give me an ultrasound? And Callie says, oh, I have a minute. I can do it now. And so she goes up and does it, and she's like, everything's great. The baby looks great. The surgery was successful. Yay, yay, yay. Um, and then... She starts getting weird. Yeah, she's weird. She's like, can you, like, write that down? Callie says, no, here's an ultrasound picture. And Sloan says, "Mm, can you write it down, though? And then Callie puts two and two together, figures out Sloan has been meeting with an adoption attorney to give the baby up for adoption. And she's really mad that she hasn't told Mark yet. And Sloan says, well, you can't tell him because you're my doctor and there are laws. Uh, And so which I mean, okay, here's the thing with adoption. It is an incredible gift. Yeah. And if you are in a place where you're not ready to be a parent and you have that self-awareness, it is a gift for both your child and for the family that you are like choosing to raise your baby. Absolutely. And I props to people who do that on all ends. Anyone who does adoption. And so Sloan is, made that choice and it feels like the right choice for her. And so then Callie doesn't tell Mark and then she bullies, basically bullies Sloan into telling him. Uh, and so Sloan does tell him and he's like, no, don't do it. I'll, I'll adopt the baby. Please don't give this baby away or give the baby to me and I'll adopt him. And Sloan's like, well, I really want the baby to have a family. And then Callie steps up and says, I live right across the hall. We're basically a family. I'll help raise the baby. We're doctors. We're good people. We'll love the baby. Just blah, blah, blah. Just think about it. And Sloan agrees. And it kind of seems like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out. Like, she's going to give Mark the baby. And then she tries to sneak away and leave. Like a jerkhead. And Callie finds her. And while I I do think that Sloane is being a huge turd by trying to run out without talking to them, I also feel like she's making a really good point. When yeah. she's like, I don't like I need this baby not to be mine. And if I give him to you guys, he's still my baby. And that's not what I want. I want it to just like, you know, just be like 
be done, like give the baby away and like let the baby have his own life and me have my own life. Yeah. It's uh, a couple things happen in between there. We'll, we'll kind of circle back and, and share some thoughts on that. Nothing but... else happened. Just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, you can you. interrupt to say dumb you. shit, but I can't interrupt to say <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> uh, you were the chosen one, Kelsey. <laughs> You're supposed to bring balance to the podcast. Uh, you love how my daughter loves Darth Vader. She loves Obi-Wan. I watched the video. Okay. Anyways. So when she says that my dad got a, a clean break from me and that she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a great point. Not mm-hmm. that it's something that I hope to ever have to see. Well, my kids will never go through that because in this scenario, I'm not Mark. But if they go through that scenario where they are Sloan and they want to give the kid up for adoption, I I get where it's challenging and it's tough and it's the like you said it's go, it's going to end up being a gift to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're recognizing that you're not ready to be a parent, like kudos. And also, what was she? She's eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably not ready to be a parent. Most most eighteen year olds are not ready to be parents, and there are a lot of parents out there who became parents at 18, 17, 16 who are who are still great parents. Mm-hmm. Sloan, from what we have seen, is not, not going so to be one of those parents. <laughs> uh, no offense. Uh, I mean, well, kind of a little bit, a little offense. <laughs> so, um, before we get into the last scene of that. Callie obviously is like, okay, don't fuck around with prenatals. Don't forget. Or she says, do that. Do fuck around with them. Don't fuck around with forgetting them. That's what I meant. They're not a joke. Also, they're not a joke. Uh, And also, do not miss an appointment with your doctor. Do not shit the bed with this baby. This is a real human Mm -hmm. life. So I want to circle back to the scene where originally Mark is like, I'll take the kid. When she comes off of, she's seconds away from telling Callie doctor patient confidentiality. You can't do shit. And then she walks down and she sees Mark and she immediately crumbles and says, hi, uh, here is a ultrasound picture. Oh Yeah. 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 Ugh. And he's like, Oh, this kid's got the Sloan nose. He's got my dad's nose. And I'm like, this man is so proud. I know it hurts my heart. It does hurt. Um, and when, and then Callie's he tells like, Derek, He's like, I'm going to adopt the baby. Right. And Derek's like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And it's, there seems to be a lot of growth. And I was also like, I'm very, it's very heartwarming when I look at Callie and Mark's relationship, because Mm -hmm. when Mark was like, give me, I'll take it. We'll be a family. And they're sitting there holding hands and like, we'll help. We'll be across the hallway. I'm glad a little bit that ultimately it seems like it's not working out because Callie did not consult Arizona. I know, which is how we got in this Uh, situation earlier with Lexi. Uh, And Arizona's Arizona's already blonde. So (laughs) yeah, I was going to say she's going to become a brunette (laughs) after this. Um, So although Arizona brunette would not be bad either. No one, for the record, neither of these women would look bad with either color hair. See, most people on this show could dye their hair any color they want and would still be just very attractive. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's talk. Is there anything else you want to add with that before we talk about that last scene with Mark and Kelly? No. It's really sad. Why don't you take us through the, the play-by-play on that? 
So Mark gets home and Callie's taking the crib apart, but he thinks she's just fixing it. And he's like, oh, thank you. are so great. Like, thank you so much. It was so kind of you to offer to help raise the baby with me. I don't expect you to if you if you don't really want to. Like, I won't, you know, put any pressure on you. But if you do, like, it, it could be so great. I just, like, I'm really ready for this. This is amazing. And Callie, like, takes the crib apart and she tells him to sit down and he figures out what she's going to say and he like he's going to cry like he is holding back tears and it is so sad and it's devastating my heart into a trillion little tiny pieces yeah it's um i think we've talked a lot about Mark's growth as a person that we've seen from where he was in the beginning to now. And a lot of that, yes, has to do with Lexi and how he pushed him to be a a bigger, better person. A lot of that has to do with Callie and their uh, interesting relationship dynamic that has become to best friendship. Um, And also like he's gone through a lot with even Derek just not too Mm -hmm. long ago. They were, you know, they were d- having fights and they weren't talking and um, all this stuff. So we look at where he is now and it's tough because this wouldn't have been a mistake if he would have taken it. Like he would, he, he could have been a really, really good dad. Did I predict that Sloan was going to give away the baby still? I think you may have predicted that she was going to give it to Mark. Mm. But I don't remember. I don't remember either, but it's it's sad. It's sad when you see someone who's really trying to do the right thing. Um, get the get the opportunity kind of removed. He's it's the the opportunity and the chance to be a good guy is stolen, which is an interesting concept because it's she is a physical manifestation of him being a bad guy. Mm. She is the metaphor for him not being ready to be a dad. Right. And now she's giving, she's not giving him the chance when he is ready to be a dad. She's taking it away from him. Well, it's she's very not interesting. Taking it away. It's not, it's not his. No, no, no. But he, so, the, but him, if he would have had the kid and he's volunteering, he's saying, let me do the right thing. I'm making the choice to make the right thing. She's taking away that choice from him. That's what I meant I, by that. I, I understand what you mean. I just don't know that I agree that she's really taking it away because it's not his kid just no the choice specifically well it's not he's he's made the choice to offer she's not removing that she's not taking the choice away from him she's just saying no you can't have this baby which is taking it away from him we're saying the same thing the baby away this is a situation where again you're 100 agreeing with what i'm saying we're it's just saying true. different words to get there. I just feel like you say things that are wrong. <laughs> not in this I case. I correct though. you, and then you're like, that's what I said. I need you to I stop taking the truth taking away the from me. I away from him. Because no, I, I, I do get what you're saying. It's, I just, I think it's, it's just very interesting. Like, it's just, it's like a it full circle moment, yeah, but it's, it's. It's definitely a full circle moment of like him, you know, avoiding parenting with her specifically. And then her not. Yeah. Taking the choice away no, from him. No, it's not a choice. <laughs> it's not his choice. It's her baby. Her body. Her choice. Wait, hold on. What state are we in? It might not be her choice or her body. Oh, don't get me started. 
a Actually, frozen I think, baby. I think Washington. <laughs> oh gosh, it's, I've received too many messages about that. Too many. Mm. Um, oops, it's being too loud. I will say one. Um, I'll say one thing on this. What? What's what's being too loud? I was banging on the desk in, in oh. rage. I will say one thing on this on this topic. I don't know that. Okay. Never mind. Okay, we don't have to. I don't have to. I won't say it. Yeah, I don't think it's a topic that deserves just one thing. It has many things to be said about it. Next time on Patreon. <laughs> um, anyways, Speaking of, we really need to record some episodes. I we know. We really need to. But you have to keep working yeah, and parenting. So. I know. I know. I was at work at 5 a.m. three days in a row. You know what time I have to be up to get to work at 5 a.m.? 3.30 a.m. You know what time that puts me asleep? I should be asleep by eight. You know what time I got to sleep? Midnight each day. But I am sorry. I'm sure you're very tired. I'm just saying that I miss a real life. Today I got a little bit of real life. I had a day off with Marlo today. We we just we had a good time. And while she napped, I watched Grays. I also watched Grays today. Yay. And went to the doctor. It's a very medical day for me. Oh. Um, Beautiful day to save a life. Okay. Anything else Anything on else? Mark? I think that's it. I just, um, it's interesting because when Callie ran into Sloan in the hospital, the way that my notes lined up is I said, ah, fuck it. All of these are going to be Callie related notes today. So even Mark's notes were Callie notes, except for the scene where um, he, he went and he hit on Lexi. Um, that was, that was under him. And then there was a note about the, uh, the him and him and Derek and, and them being proud of each other, you know? Yeah. Although when they were talking, we'll, we'll circle to that later, but there, I feel like Mark was kind of being sarcastic, but I couldn't really tell. No, he, I don't think he was. I just think he's, he was on cloud nine. Ah, got it. Uh, what now? What should we talk about now? Let's talk about, um, Lexi's patient that she had with Jackson and Owen. Okay. Frankie. Frankie. So Frankie is a dishwasher at the restaurant and he had his arm severed in the accident and then was just laying there in dirty dishwasher, dishwater in the kitchen under Debris, Debris, as it were. Um, and I feel bad for him. Yeah. He's like a very quiet person. He says, they just left me there. Like they forgot I was there. I don't, it's like, I don't talk to a lot of people at work. People leave me alone and I like that. I just like go to work and I wash my dishes and that's it. I just go there and I'm quiet and everyone leaves me alone. And, and this is this is prompted because Owen's like, this dude has no arm. Why was he not my first fucking person in, in <laughs> the room? And they're like, we just found him. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So sorry. My bad. Yeah. Um, and they run that arm in while Derek is like talking to April about something, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or no, they're, no, it's when they're making fun of April for something. And that arm just rushes right in in a bag. And they're like, we got it. We got an arm. We're good. Um, and so... They need, well, he's very concerned that he needs both his arms because he doesn't like to be stared at. Like he's very introverted. He's very quiet. He doesn't want to not have an arm because then he thinks people will stare at him and like think he's a weirdo and all this stuff. And so 
they're like, we're going to do everything we can to give you your arm back. So Jackson and Lexi, what is it called when they clean out the arm? They have the, the sterilize it. They have to de, de, um, de, de dress, dress the wound or, um, sterilize it. I keep wanting to say debrief and that's not it. Um, they, they clean the, they clean the arm. Yeah. And, uh, Mark and Owen are working on like where it was cut off on his shoulder area. So they go and they're like, we got the arm all taken care of. And Mark and Owen say, well, we're going to have to do a full amputation because this needs time to heal. And by the time it heals, the arm will be dead because it doesn't have blood flow because it's not attached to him. And pause, pause To, 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 to explain this scene that happens next. We need to backtrack. I know. That's what I was about to say. While they were cleaning the arm. Okay. Lexi and Jackson had this moment where let Lexi, the world know that it is my idea. Kelsey is lying. She was going to just pass right over to the end of the episode. I, <laughs> just not. How? How? I couldn't have done that without doing what I'm doing right now, which is why I was about to do it. Whilst they okay. are cleaning the arm. I just want to say I should have had more faith in you. I'm so sorry. I am sorry. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm trying to Thank apologize. Thank you for apologizing. Yeah. Fuck you. Can I can I go now? <laughs> yes. Get out can of here. Talk Leave about Grey's Anatomy, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that was the reset button. So All right. shut <clears throat> up. <clears throat> here we are. Okay. So again, they're talking about Lexi's hair. Earlier in the episode, Jackson calls her Trauma Room Barbie, which is hilarious. Love it. Love um, it. And so they're you know, talking about her hair color and how she dyed her hair. And she's like, Oh, I don't even know. I'm just going to change it back. I don't know if I'm keeping it, whatever. And he says, I'm pretty. And I said, sir, you really are. Yeah. And so he talks about how he's quote unquote, the pretty one in his family. Hold on. I'm going to read it actually. So I don't just get it wrong. Come on. Stop giving me ads. Um, to my fa- for, okay, in case you don't remember, Lexi tells Jackson that the reason her and Mark broke up is because she just he was making all of these decisions unilaterally and it wasn't what she wanted. And he says, "I'm pretty," and she says, "What?" And he says, <laughs> "To my family, I'm the pretty one. You know, my eyes and my smile and my body. I mean, you should see me without a shirt on. It's kind of ridiculous." <laughs> But my family's smart, driven, crazy overachievers, you know, and they look like they're smart. They don't look like me, which has its perks, except my family treated me like I'm pretty. They expected nothing from me ever, never pushed me, never thought to. So I had to push myself hard. I didn't even tell them I was taking the MCATs until I'd aced them. My point is that you can't just change your hair, okay? You want to be unforgettable? You want to not be mousy? You can't just change your hair. You have to actually change. Just saying. Which is not bad advice. And no, he is very pretty. (laughs) I think this can be summed up very simply as if you got a dream, go and chase it. I don't think that's what it is. He's saying at all. I think that we're interpreting it the same. I think again, you and I are saying the same thing. (laughs) I don't like you anymore. (laughs) I'm going to cancel. If you weren't married to my best friend, I would cancel my plane ticket. That's fair. I was looking at plane tickets today, actually. Um, Atlanta seems to be decently cheap, but I don't know if I want to do that to you guys. 
So it seems like a weird kind of humble brag when he's like, I'm going to solve your problem by telling you how attractive I am. But he gets yeah, to first, the point. When he, when he starts, you're like, what are we where doing? are we going? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, oh, your boyfriend broke your heart. Well, I'm attractive. And you were like, so, no, 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 this was the point to be made. <laughs> it would have been very funny if you just stopped there and said, I'm pretty. And then just like gets up and I'm walks pretty. away. My family tells me I'm pretty all the time. Um, yeah. This, I will say, is the first time that we're actually getting some of the insight to how Lexi really feels about the breakup. Mm-hmm. And I love that. She felt like the afterthought. And she didn't blame him. She's like, he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I was the afterthought. But he forgot about me. Yeah. Um, it, then also when they go into and when when Jackson is saying, like, don't just change your hair. Be unforgettable. That is just fucking cool ass advice, Jackson. Mm-hmm. You, sir, have finally switched over to the good side and I am now pro Jackson. I am on your side. I'm rooting for you. Uh, and then when they're in the room where he like pushes her, he's like, don't just fucking talk about it. Be about it, bitch. And pushes yeah. her and, you know, um, Let's let's. You, I don't know if you have any of the the dialogue for that, but um, that was a good scene. That was a really fucking cool scene. Which one? When the act when they when they actually go through the procedure and Lexi's they're like ah oh, we can't do it and Lexi's like wait but you can oh yeah 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 um I don't have it up right this second. Get well, you feel for time. No, it's okay. I mean the the gist of it, which Kelsey will elaborate on in a second, is basically there. She's like, well, we could do this thing where you attach the arm to another part of the body while mm-hmm. the stump heals and Owen and, uh, well, first and Mark, she's just like mumbling it to yeah, Jackson. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. And he's like, don't fucking tell me bitch. <laughs> yeah. Stop being a mouse and start being a lioness. Right. Uh, so what I like about this scene is Mark and Owen are talking and they're like, well, I've only heard about it. I've never, never seen it, never done one before. And Lexi's mm-hmm. basically like after today, af- you can't say that anymore. Yeah. And that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And she says, come on. I told him we would do everything we could. And, um, Mark says, I'll call Shepard and let him know. Yeah. What's, what's the, the physical procedure that they do? What's um, it called? Temporary ectopic replantation. Yeah. That's pretty darn cool. I mean, they put it on the guy's leg and he looks kind of like a weirdo. Like a monster a little bit. Like a, like an actual monster. <laughs> like um, a, yeah. That's which fine. is the opposite of what he wanted. But we, we get there. We get there. Right, right. So when he wakes up from this procedure, I feel like also they they don't do a good enough time job warning him before just showing him. That's fair. I was thinking the same like, thing. Brace yourself. And then they just the covers to reveal, reveal his arm just dangling from his leg yeah um again maybe we could have had psych in there for yeah. that one yeah <laughs> but i don't feel like they uh brace him for basically what he's about no. to see so no. i think it needed a full explanation just be like we wanted you to save your arm because of the nature of the injuries when it was severed we have to give the spot time to heal before we can reattach it to do that and keep your arm alive. We had to attach it at a different source of blood flow in 48 to 72 hours. We will be taking the arm off and putting it back where it belongs. And hopefully you will maintain full function of your arm and hand. I am not a doctor. 
but that's probably what I would have said. And all of that should have been said before the covers were removed yes. Yes. <laughs> to show an extra limb coming and off of your I limb. I would have said we placed the arm near your hip because there is good blo- blood flow there. Yeah. I can show it to you now. Please do not be alarmed. <laughs> and then I would slowly or maybe I wouldn't even show it to him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Say for, for your own good, we're just going to keep it covered under wraps uh, uh yeah but then so here's the, here's the thing that i will say i'm i'm a little bit frustrated because lexi is like the whole reason that they did this was because he didn't want to be looked at mm-hmm. and then at the end they invited all the fucking hospital and the news reporters and they're like you should go look at this dude um and he becomes like a medical invited him i okay. think the That's word fair. got out and it was a yeah. big deal because mark and um owen basically say like it's never been done for the Above entire the elbow. Arm. It's just, yeah, el- below yeah. the elbow. Like, it's just the forearm. So it is a big deal. Like, medically, it's a, a huge deal. And, but, you know, all those people start to come and he's like, why are they staring at me? And she's like, because you're, you're special. Yeah. You're rare. What you're going through is like a big deal. And like, they want to see that and they want to appreciate you. And also, there's a lawyer here who thinks that restaurant owes you a shit ton of money. Um. And like, it's good to be special and it's good that things are changing. Yeah. And and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. How much money are we talking? (laughs) Yeah. I also wonder in, in cases like that, when they're doing a first of its kind kind of procedure, do they Mm -hmm. just comp this guy's medical bill? I feel like they should. Probably not. Let's be honest. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, the medical system in the United States is just, I mean, they didn't even ask him before they did it. Yeah. Probably not. But do you think he would have said no? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because he explicitly says, I don't want to be a freak, which is unkind because um, people without limbs are not freaks. They're just slightly different than the average person. And that is fine. Yeah, um, I think the I last think couple of episodes. Is a kind word. Well, what was Sloane calling her unborn baby Gimpy? Oh god, and that that's when tacky. that's when Mark was like, "You need to shut your fucking mouth." Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. Um. So yeah, Frankie. Frankie ends up. He ends up okay. He figures it out. Yeah. Maybe Sight came and talked to him after. Yeah. And if anyone in the room is going to recommend psych, it's going to be Lexi. She's going to be like, yeah, guys, I think we got to do this for our patient. So, yeah, I'm I'm really happy that this this story was a it's seemingly a happy ending. If next episode they open with him laying on the bed and they end up and he he dies, I'll be very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I officially am going to predict predict it that, that it's not. I think this is a season. This is a series wrap on Frankie and his arm leg situation. So what should we talk about next? Um, I don't, um, wait, no, I wanted to say something else. Oh, I was just going to mention really quick, um, that Alex and Lexi fuck. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Also, when he, when they first interact and she's like explaining it to him and he, um, what's the actual interaction, uh, Cause he, she walks up and he kind of gives her like a weird look and she's like, it's Valentine's day. And I wanted to change something. I did it for me. And Alex, I think I, he, I definitely like, I think he likes it. 
but when he's like, well, no, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> How is that different than what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as soon as as soon as when she's like, she's like, I'm keeping the hair. And she tells, I think she tells that to Jackson. She's like, I'm keeping the hair. No, she tells it to Alex. She says, I'm keeping oh, it at the end. And, and then they fuck right, right after that. Yeah, just right in the closet. I never, I will not understand how people just, they probably locked the door though. I hope so. Uh, there, there have been episodes of Scrubs where they get walked in on like making out or like shirts off. And I just, that's risky. I wonder if you work in the medical field, I need to know how often this happens. Do people actually get down and dirty in the supply closets? The on-call rooms make a little bit more sense, but the supply closet thing to me is just really way too risky. You're really asking to get fired. I I agree with what you're saying in, in this show, but I don't think it's just a trope on medical shows. I feel like a lot of shows where there's a workplace, people are having sex at the workplace in offices. Like I've not seen suits. You're going to tell me that no one ever has sex in those law offices. Oh no, I they have do have, they, they do. have sex in the, it's the, the records room. I am. We haven't seen Mad Men as we have previously established, but I have to assume that someone no one spoiled that show. Sex. Wait, you haven't seen suits though. Office. No, you I seen suits. Suits. Yeah, you need to not watch that show until we're finished with Grey's Anatomy so that we could do that show together. Great. I'm looking forward to it in a decade. Or we could start our spinoff right now. Suits Academy. If you can do this twice a week, then you're doing Grey's Anatomy twice a week. Well, no, we would have to quit the Grey's Anatomy podcast. Oh my God, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> There's less seasons of Suits, so really. I don't care. We've, okay. We're committed to this. Committed to the bit. Committed. Can I also tell you about something that happened today? Before we, what is it? Is it so, stupid? No. Uh, Cindy got a pig on the farm to <gasps> foster. A new one? Yeah, but it's, it's, this like pig is an asshole. Bella? No, this, well, it's a foster. Well, you thought Bella was an asshole. Well, this one's worse. <laughs> Actually, I don't really like any... I've never met a pig I liked. Wow. Disrespectful to pigs. I, well, now I need to get one and raise it the way I want it. I want <laughs> to have a pig. Um, that'll do, pig. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not nice. And it's funny because like she was posting a video, uh, about the pig when it came in from the van and like she was introducing it to the the horses and the chickens and the ducks and everything and the, the, the sheep and, and the llama. And she's, they're like, the vet couldn't even tell if it was a boy or a girl. And Cindy was like, no, this, this thing, this, she's got a vulva. That's a girl. And like, she says vulva like 30 times in the video. So I go there tonight and I was like, Cindy, I gotta say, like, I think it's hilarious that you said vulva third, like 30 times in that video. She's like, well, yeah, that's why we removed it. And I'm like, but why? (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't realize you can edit a video to remove the audio and then put your own like sound in. So it could have been like a fun, a fun farm theme, like, uh, uh, a a farm themed song over the video and just like removed all the narration that they had. But yeah, she, she, but that pig is mean. It got into everything of food and apparently it bites, but it's a rescue. And they think that like a pit bull mauled it because it like had a lot of ear. What is the pig's name? Oh, I'm offended that you don't know the pig. I don't remember. What is the pig's name? Do they even refer to we'll it by name? Know. We'll never know. Oh my god! Is the pig's name Volva? Volva. 
No, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is really annoying. Can I take two seconds just to go on their farm, the farm page and see if I can. Oh my gosh. Maybe you can tell us at the beginning of the next episode. That's fair. Before everyone's favorite segment. 